Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Hoi, uh, hoi, everybody. Good to Nice long 40. Easter weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, interesting times. Interesting times indeed. Yes. Um, on purpose, I was pretty useless over the four day week. I feel like doing much. Yeah. You're practicing for married life, practicing to be useless. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's something that's. I know you're not going to find this as exciting as I do, but it was fun just watching the Masters for three days and not doing nothing. I can appreciate it. Okay. I can appreciate. I won't find it as exciting as you, but I can appreciate it. Just watching the whole thing, mm-hmm. not having to do anything. Exactly. Great, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, Saturday night there was UFC fights. It was amazing. <laughs> that last fight was Woo! a killer. We won't spoil it for you. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Super Mario. I still haven't done that. Pretty good. My wife wants to go see it, so I'm pretty sure we'll go see it. You know how that goes. If I want to see something, we might go see it. If she wants, we'll definitely go see it. There you go. And you, rested after your four-day weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh Had some good time at the grill. Good times watching TV, taking care of my granddaughter. There you go. Living the life. Living the life. Living the life. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's enough nonsense for right now. Quite. Yes. (laughs) So today we are here to talk about the next episode in the Simpsons saga which is the 16th episode of the seventh season, titled Lisa the Iconoclast. And it originally aired February 18th of 1996. And uh, I guess we can start with the traditional chalkboard and couch gags. Well, the chalkboard gag being gone is starting to become rather traditional. Yes. In this season. I think uh, four in a row? Four in a row, I think, so far now. So yeah, since what, episode 12? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So yes, guys, no, again, no chalkboard gag. And we do have a recycled couch gag, by the way. Um, for those of you that are familiar with the Brady Bunch, it's that one, where the uh, squares come out on the screen, a la Brady Bunch, the couch is in the middle, and all the family's there, and Grandpa. And the, the two pets. Yeah, and the pets, and everybody's looking at each other, just like in the show, mm-hmm. and they all run into the center square, to sit on the couch, except Grandpa, who's asleep at the top right corner. Yeah. Right? He's just snoring away. So... Again, I think that's only the second time we've seen it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cool one, though. Yeah. It's rather, I like it. All right. So, we're going to start off at Springfield Elementary. With a film. Yes. Uh, I don't know about you, but that was the best day in elementary when the teacher wheeled in the, the TV yep. that was strapped down because mm-hmm. you knew it was going to be movie day. The film, when they showed the little videos, it wasn't quite as exciting, but it was still. We're still sitting there watching a film instead of doing anything in space. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Unless you were watching the space shuttle like, challenge or 
live or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> that would have been pretty traumatic. I'm kind of glad I wasn't alive for that. <laughs> uh, well, well, at least old enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, something else. Something you saw that in school? Um, I don't remember seeing it in school. But we were all talking about it because the teacher was going up in space. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the teacher got blown up. Yeah. Actually, I think I heard that they didn't blow up. The official cause of death is a blunt force trauma. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got two darts there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't go behind the scenes on that because I could, I could talk about yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, we could talk about that all day. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so they're sitting down. They're going to watch a film titled Young Jebediah Springfield. And uh, Bart turns and uh, talks to his buddy, right? I hope to show the time where they traded the guns to the Indians for corn, and then the Indians shot them and took the corn. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, Bart actually pays attention to Springfield history. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. and so, uh, yeah, so Bart's there with the Millhouse, and we get back to the film, right? And the film is super cheap, mm -hmm. you can tell. And we recognize the voice of the narrator. Yes, one. One Yes, the legendary Phil Hartman, of course. Mm -hmm. Right, and so they tell the whole story of how the, the, the he came in with his settlers, right? Because they mis mistranslated a verse in the Bible. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were forming a what, new Sodom. New Sodom. <laughs> Good lord, that was a <laughs> strange well, interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, show the story of it. And one of the settlers panics, like, it's a land cow, right? It's a buffalo. Uh -huh. And they saw this whole scene of, of Jebediah Springfield getting onto the buffalo that it is and breaking it and taming it, right? Uh -huh. And you can see how cheap it is. They're, like, wheeling it around uh -huh. in the film. Yeah, because they have, it looks like they have a real buffalo and he's really going crazy, but it's obviously a stuntman. Yeah. Then they cut the camera closer and it looks like one of those mechanical bulls. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really it's bad. just on wheels. And they yeah. just roll it across the, the screen. Uh -huh. And so uh, after he does all this and, you know, gets the praise of all the people he's with, a boy comes up to him and he's like, how can I achieve a greatness like yours, right? Like, how can it be like you? Mm -hmm. And Jebediah answers with, a noble spirit and begins the smallest man. And uh, in the back of the classroom, uh, Miss Kay... And Miss Hoover mm -hmm. are actually smoking cigarettes while this is going on, which yep. is hilarious, by the way. And so Miss Krabobble says, uh, in Biggins, I never heard that word before I moved to Springfield. And Miss Hoover says, I don't know why. It's a perfectly cromulent word. What the hell cromulent means? Yeah, no. We're not citizens of Springfield, so we couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. I can guess what in Biggins means. Yeah. But I don't know about cromulent. He says, no. Uh, this town. And so after the film is over, right about the founding of Springfield, Principal Skinner, so he addresses the class. He says, all right. So now, as you all know, Springfield's 200th birthday is only a week away. And all the classes are going to do their part to make the bicentennial just as memorable as the national bicentennial. And he says, of course, you children are too young to remember that, with uh, the possible exception of Kearney. And then we see Kearney back there. He's got his feet up, and he's got an electric razor. And he's going, he's passing it over his face. He goes, those tall ships really lighten the nation's spirits after Watergate. 
Um, shouldn't you have been kicked out by now? Yeah. You're, you need to shave in elementary. It's time for them to transition you out. Yeah. Hey, he's got a little bit of money. He's got an electric shaver in 96, too. That is true. That is true. So, <laughs> who knows? So, Ms. Hoover then tells the class that they are going to do reports on Jebediah, right? On Jebediah Springfield, and the top 18 essays are going to be put on file in the library. I think she's got 18 students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Ralph asked if they could put pictures in it. <laughs> of and, course. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't. Uh-huh. And then, of course, we cut back to the Simpsons' house, and Homer is reading the news. And he sees jobs available for the parade, right? The big bicentennial parade. And he's like, I wonder if I'll be a water turner, typhoid carrier, or an apprentice. <laughs> and Lisa goes, uh, actually, Marge asks, what kind of apprentice? Uh, that's right. And Homer says, it's for my master to decide, right? Mm-hmm. And then Lisa cuts in. He's like, how about town crier? You'd be great at that. And Homer's like, oh, you think so? He's very, <laughs> it makes him happy. Yeah. She says that. And Bart says, well, yeah, dad. You're a big fat loudmouth. And you can walk when you have to. <laughs> and uh, Homer's actually happy that the kids believe in him. Yes. He does. He's missed the whole insult from Bart there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. happy. And so uh, Homer's... He decides he's going to do it, right? And then we cut to Lisa, who is riding her bike over to the Springfield Historical Society, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's there in the watching the exhibits, right? There's things about uh, river crossing. Yeah, she pushes a little button, and then we hear a little voiceover. Dangerous river crossings threaten life and limb, but helped our founding fathers save on bridge tolls. Uh and it turned out it was uh, the curator of the museum. He was talking to his coffee, yeah. cu- into his chicory cup. Yeah. And uh, it was making that noise. It sounded funny because that he was speaking into noise, it. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, um, the curator happens, his name is Hollis Holbert. And he was voiced by one Donald Sutherland. Oh, okay. There you go. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So Holbert says, sorry if I startled you. But I do love talking Jebediah, even when I'm drinking my chicory. And so Lisa introduces herself. You know, she says, hello, I'm Lisa Simpson. And then she's researching a report on Jebediah. And Hurlbut says, oh, you're in for a treat. You know, some historians consider Jebediah a minor patriot. But I think you'll find he's he's easily the equal of William Dawes or even Samuel Otis. (laughs) And of course, those are minor patriots, too. Important. Yeah. <laughs> but minor. Yes. And so oh, we come back to Homer and he's running into this line to audition for the town crier. But he finds out that Ned got the role. Mm-hmm. And I don't I forgot what he says exactly, but he tries to do the whatever he's gonna say with his typical Ned style. Yeah. Yeah. And uh once once he finished Something Homer. With Diddley, of yeah. And Homer comes in, you suck, diddly suck, Flanders. <laughs> so he grabs the bell from him. He's like, hear ye, hear ye. Ye old town crier proclaimed crappy by all. Choose this Homer Simpson and he shall rock thy world. <laughs> and so Wiggum says, good God, he's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and Skinner comes in. He's in big in the role with that Cromlin performance. Oh God, here we are again. <laughs> yep. And Quimby's there, and he's like, top-notch 
Priory, I admit. But the hat and bell belong to Ned Flanders, so no dice. And Ned says, oh, they're just family heirlooms. That shouldn't stand in the way of Homer taking my job. As soon as he says that, Homer says, let's chat more hat. <laughs> he gets the hat from Ned, right? He puts it on, it rips. Yeah. And he goes, woohoo! And he says again, hear ye, hear ye. The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air, all hollering, all the time. I'm going to... And Quimby stops him. You're going to restrict your crying to the parade and selected pre-approved publicity events. And Homer gets real quiet. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back to the museum and Mr. Holbutt is still showing Lisa everything. Right? And they go up to this case. And he says, okay, this case has our most treasured exhibit. Objects owned and used by Jebediah Springfield. Right? So this is his fife upon which he sounded the sweet note of freedom. If you don't know what a fife is, guys, it's like a flute. Yeah. Right? And his, and his hatchet, with which he hacked at the chains of oppressions. And his chamber pot. Gross. Yes. Where he dookied for yeah. freedom. I guess so. I don't know. Anyways. So, uh, Mr. Hurlbut hears a ring, and he says, Excuse me, my microwave Johnny Cakes are ready. And by the way, in case you're wondering what the hell Johnny Cakes are, these are like the original pancakes, but they were they were made with cornmeal. Oh. Okay. They don't sound very good. No. <laughs> they, it's been improved upon over the time. Over I'm the sure. that, now we're doing pancakes. Okay, gotcha. Mm. So he leaves, and Lisa tries on a schoon a, a coonskin <laughs> hat, and he she grabs the fife. And she blows into it. She nothing. There's no sound, right? So she blows harder, and something flies out the end of the fife. Yeah. She goes up and she grabs it. It's a little scroll of paper. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. She unfurls it, and she starts reading. Know ye who read this? There is more to my life than history records. Firstly, I did not tame the legendary buffalo. It was already tame. I merely shot it. Secondly, I have not always been known as Jebediah Sprungfield. Until 1796, I was Hans Sprungfeld, murderous pirate, and the halfwits of this town shall never know the truth. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 I write this confession so that my infamy will live on after my body has succumbed to my infectious diphtheria. Uh, so yeah so and then Lisa after she reads that she goes like she starts trying to give terms off yeah she spits out she's a king off her tongue she put it in her mouth oh my god oh my god so Lisa is freaking out right she's just dumbfounded and then Mm. Mr. Holbrook comes back right oh by the way you started watching The Sopranos right yeah toward the end you'll see Johnny Cakes reappear Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so uh, he comes out real cheesy. Here's Johnny Cakes. Oh, God. Yes. Like, is everything okay? You look a bit flushed. And Lisa's like, ah, oh, it's just the excitement of, from studying Jebediah. <laughs> Lame joke. Yes. Right. Herbert says, looks like you come down with a serious case of Jebediahitis. <laughs> oh, 
Typical dad joke right yep. there. And Lisa says, just as I was getting over my Chester A. arthritis. Yes. He laughs or he's like, you had arthritis? And Lisa's like, uh, no. That was a good one. Yes. And so Homer, it's the next day, and he's getting into the, the town crier mood, right? Mm-hmm. He's ringing the bell at breakfast in the house. Say, hear ye, hear ye. What's for breakfast? Marge's like, toast. I don't understand thee, Marge. Uh, ye old toast. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Lisa is now telling Homer the story of Jebediah, or Hans. Yes. Right? And so she says, Jebediah Springfield was really a vicious pirate named Hans Sprungfeld. His tongue was bitten off by a Turk in a grog house fight. By the way, grog house, it's just alcohol mixed with water. Yeah. Usually beer. So, how do you get your tongue bitten off by a Turk? (sighs) Homer's like, no tongue, eh? How did he talk and eat, laugh, and love? <laughs> she says, he had it replaced with a prosthetic tongue made out of silver. Yes, that'll do. <laughs> and then she tells the story of how he tried to kill George Washington. Mm-hmm. And that is such a cool scene. Yes. Um, <laughs> Martha Washington comes in sewing the flag. Yeah, no. Oh, Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Comes in Betsy Ross. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, find, I got the 13 star, stars on them, but I don't, couldn't find any blue diamonds, or lucky yellow horseshoes, per, pink diamonds or whatever. So uh-huh. funny. But, and at that moment, Jebediah, or Hans, breaks through the window, right, and tries to kill him, throws an axe at him and everything. Uh-huh. That was a cool fight. Yes. Oh, man. And uh, George manages uh, to kick his uh, ass. Yeah. And, that's, and then they were interrupted by Betsy Ross. And that's when Hans made his uh, dash for freedom. But in doing so, he stepped on George Washington's portrait and he tore like the bottom third off. And that's what was stuffed into that fife. Gross. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny though. uh, I like how they incorporate the uh, the silver tongue and George Washington's wooden teeth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super hilarious. Mm -hmm. So watch that scene, guys. Uh Uh-huh. So, and uh, uh, yeah, Marge isn't having no, any she of this, is not. right? And uh, she tells Lisa that that's silly. One of the main reasons that, that her parents chose to move to Springfield was because of Jebediah, right? And then she leaves, and Homer tells Lisa that he believes in her. Yeah, she's like, You do? And he's like, Yeah, you're always right about this kind of thing. Yeah, and this time I want to be on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so good. So, so, Homer, loving father in this moment, right? Yes, he is. Uh, usually it's the other way around, right? Homer w- doesn't want to le- listen to Lisa while Marge reassures her that she's there for her. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, we go back to class, and Miss Hoover's like, Ralph, A, Janie, A, and Lisa, for your <clears throat> essay, Jebediah Springfield Super Fraud, F. Lisa's shocked. She said, but it's all true. And who would you... <laughs> this is nothing but dead white male bashing from a PC thug. It's women like you that keep the rest of us from landing a husband. <laughs> now, I have to say... <clears throat> 96, that's a pretty preposterous joke. Yes. 
Now you can't That's say That's a little scary now. Yes. <laughs> that joke. <laughs> I can't stop being a joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, oh my goodness. There's, the truth is straighter than, stranger than fiction. Yes, it is. So Lisa comes home and she is distraught. She's crying. She tells Homer that she got an F. Right? And uh, as a loving father does, mm-hmm. Homer decides that he's going to go wreck the school with a baseball bat. Yeah, but Lisa doesn't want that. No. So, Homer sticks with the bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to get a confession. Mm-hmm. And Homer says, well, we'll take the bat. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the historical society. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing they do is they go after Jebediah's fife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even Homer tries to use his station in there, right? Like, I am town crier. Yes. And, but, and I think the, the, the guy that runs the museum says... I have know, nothing but respect for the town crier position. Yeah. But you have no authority to do no this. jurisdiction, yeah. right, or something like uh-huh. that. <laughs> and so they get the, the message out of the fife, and they give it to Mr. Holbert, and he looks at it, and he just says, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's an obvious forgery, right? Yeah. He says, unfortunately, historical research is plagued by this sort of hoax, the so-called confession. It's just as fake as the Howard Hughes will, the Hitler diaries, or the emancipation retraction. Retraction. (laughs) (laughs) Howard Hughes will. Yeah. I don't think he was in any states right away. No. The Hitler diaries. So, Lisa, but this this explains why there's no record of Jebediah Springfield before 1796. He was Hans Sprungfeld until then. And Hurlbut says, that's preposterous. Get out. You're banned from this historical society. You and your children and your children's children for three months. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to ban you forever. They need people to show up to those things. Mm-hmm. As the historian, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and so Lisa decides to make posters about the fact that Jebediah Springfield is a fraud. So she's there making the copies. She says, okay, I'd like 25 copies in Canary, 25 in Goldenrod, 25 in Saffron, 25 and Paella. And the clerk goes, okay, 100 yellow. Exactly. <laughs> hey, there is only one yellow to us guys. Yeah, to us guys. So then we uh, cut to the comic book guy. He's there too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, question, is your name Ridley Scott or James Cameron? And Homer looks at him, no, it's Homer. Then I would... Thank you to stop peering at my screenplay, Homer. And if I see a movie where computers threaten our personal liberties, I will know that you have stolen my idea. That's, dude, that's a lot of people's ideas. Yes. Of a guy. Come mm-hmm. on, man. And Solver says, but I'm just waiting for my kid. Mental note. Steal his idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Lisa goes up. Uh, Go to posters right all over town, and the first place she goes to is the Quickie Mart, right? And she's like, "Hi, Apu. Can I put these posters up in your window?" He doesn't and, even look at them, right? Like, yeah, he goes, "Well, of course you can, you sweet, you little pixie. You're just as sweet as the sticks which bear your name." And then Apu sees the poster. Mm-hmm. He goes, "No, no, no! <laughs> Take that down. As a semi-legal immigrant, your poster could land me in a predicament." As red hot as the candies which bear that name. <laughs> That's good writing, man. Yes, it is. That's just one of those great examples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love good. the way you just switch it. No, 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 no. no, no. 
Uh-huh. And so I love this. They go to Moe's, right? Mm. And Homer takes you to Moe's. And Homer says, hear ye, hear ye. My daughter has something to say about Jebediah Springfield. And Moe goes, oh, look, this cutie wants to say something cute. And you hear the bar fight. Shut up, you bum, shut up. Go ahead, Angel. Because <laughs> Moe loves kids, right? Yes. We know that. And so Lisa says, Jebediah Springfield was nothing more than a murderous pirate who hated this town. And the bar flies and Moe's jaws all just drop. He's like, good God. Homer, I support, you know, any prejudice you can name. (laughs) But this hero phobia sickens me. All right. You and your daughter ain't welcome here no more. Barney, show them the exit. There's an exit? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, right? And Moe says, oh, he calls up the town jubilation committee. Yeah, right, yes. right there at the bar, too. Yes, he says, I got news for you that, will ma- that won't make you jubilant, mm-hmm. right? And next thing you know, Homer and Lisa are being brought in for questioning. Yes, in front of a panel, right? Like, so Merrick Quimby's there and <clears> says, you've been tampering with forces you cannot understand. We have major corporations sponsoring this event. And Lisa goes, I hope you know you're sponsoring a celebration of a murderous pirate. And the, guy, the business guys are there, right? And the guy, and one of the guys goes, a pirate? Well, that's hardly the image we want for Long John Silvers. Named after a pirate. <laughs> hey, man, people hate on Long John Silver. Including I me? Long, I go to Long John Silver, bro. It's good, man. The chicken's good. You go to Long John Silver for every chicken? Once, every once in a while, yeah. The hush puppies. I don't know, bro. Hush I don't puppies, know. Puppies, man, they're good. <laughs> They took me a lot as a kid, so like every it, once in a while. It's been so long since I've had Long John Silvers. My palate has been cleansed. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> You're pain, man. Uh, I ain't pain for that. <laughs> I'll pay to see that. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody's upset. And Lisa suggests that let's dig up Jebediah Springfield's body and see if the silver tongue's there. And Mayor Quimby's like... Can't we have one meeting that doesn't end up with us digging up a corpse? Uh, this assorted little town. The corrupt, the corruption of Springfield. Uh-huh. And so we cut to that night, right? That's like the evening. And groundskeeper Willie is out there taking out the coffin, right? Apparently he works at the cemetery, too. I guess so. I guess he's the groundskeeper everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, everybody's there, and they open the coffin, right, with a crowbar. And they open it, and it gets, like, all hazy, right? And, and everyone's, oh, yes, mm-hmm. right? And then the scene cuts right there. Yep. And then we open up with Brigham going, oh, my God, Jebediah's body's been replaced with a skeleton. <laughs> God, man. Uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be the police chief, but can you be this big of an idiot? Yeah, well, apparently you can't oh, Uh-huh. And so uh, Mr. Holbert goes, no, that's the skeleton of Jebediah, right? And so Lisa says, okay, look in his shoes, right? Because every time she loses something, they wind up in her shoes. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, Dr. Hibbert says, look in his nasal cavity, right? And <clears throat> But Wiggum grabs a skull, and we see there is no silver tongue. And he says, well, that settles it. 
no silver tongue. Is there a bonesy? And he uses it like a dummy. The skull of Gemini Springer. He's like, oh, I wish cheap for that kind of dough. I could buy me some eyeballs. And he laughs. He's like, that's the spirit, Bonesy. Why don't you sing a song for the nice people? Okay, can't tell lady, sing this song, doo-da, doo-da. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That is so disrespectful. Yes. Is, so, <clears throat> Chief Wiggum turns around and he blames everything on Homer, because he's the adult in this situation. Yes, of course. And Quimby strips him of his title as of town crier. Yeah. And Homer doesn't take that very well. No, no, no. So, we cut back home. Homer's depressed. Yes. Man. And he's using an alarm clock as a substitute for his bell. Mm-hmm. And They're uh, just like ringing it. Yeah. Ding, ding, real weak. It's so funny. And Lisa and Homer both apologize to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> so we cut to Lisa having a dream mm-hmm. right that night. She goes to sleep and she dreams of uh, Jebediah, right? Chastising him. But George Washington... Comes in and throws him out of a window, right? And he tells Lisa to keep going. It's like there's only one piece left in the puzzle. Lisa doesn't want to continue. No. Mm. And then that's where George comes in and says, we had quitters in the revolution too. We called them Kentuckians. (laughs) That's so bad. Yes. And so he's like, looks like I'm going to have to find another little girl to be president. What's your friend Janie's number? And Lisa's like, no, not Janie. She'll pack the Supreme Court with boys. So as he's, uh, Washington is fading away, uh, Lisa's talking in her sleep. I want to help you, George Washington. And then we hear, your dreams are square. <laughs> yes, Bart. Bart's was, like, wow, uh-huh. you're such a square. <clears throat> And so we cut back to uh, Springfield Elementary the next day, and they're handing out milk and cookies in Lisa's class. And Ralph says, can you open my milk, Mommy? And Miss Hoover goes, I'm not your mommy, Ralph. I'm Miss Hoover. <laughs> Poor Ralph. Yes. Right. And, uh, of course, everyone is laughing at Ralph, and... Yeah, yeah they should be. Um, but Lisa is not. Mm-hmm. She stares at the incomplete portrait of George Washington... She realizes the answer. Mm-hmm. So she runs to the historical <clears throat> society, right? And uh, Mr. Holbrook's protesting, right? But uh, Lisa has deduced that Mr. Holbrook stole the silver tongue from the body of Jebediah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she grills him on it. And does he confess? Yes, he does. Sort of, right? He kind of looks off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels like that. Uh-huh. And Lisa turns around, and she sees the silver tongue. Yeah. It's dressed up like a cowboy in a western scene, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like yes. Chaps on it. Uh-huh. And so, uh, then Lisa tells her part of the story, right? And then, of course, the paper confession is written on the bottom half of the portrait that's part from missing from George Washington. Right? Mm-hmm. So they put all the, the uh, puzzle together right there, right? Yep. And... Uh, uh, <clears throat> so once they do that, you know, Lisa decides they need to stop the celebration along with Mr. Hurlbut. Hurlbut too, right? He agrees with her now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, how can they, they don't know how they're going to stop it. And uh, 
Lisa gets the chance to. Yes. Right? She gets to the celebration and mm-hmm. the parade and everything, and they put her on stage right. because she's going to say something about Gemini's but as she's looking out at the crowd, everybody looks happy. They're having a good time. They're look, you know, they're hopeful that they're gonna hear something really good from Lisa. And Lisa's like, uh, Jebediah Springfield was. Jebediah Springfield was. And then an old lady goes, just think about Jebediah. And the rest will come, right? And then it's like really great, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. <laughs> And then everybody cheers for her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Mr. Horowitz, like, that was your chance. Like, why didn't you tell everybody? We found the truth. Yes. And uh, Lisa says, uh, there is some value in the myth of Jebediah. Because she saw it in the faces of all the people that she was looking out on. Them, mm-hmm. Right? It kind of unites the whole town. Yeah. Why do you want to? Why would you ruin that? Yes. Right? <clears throat> Tell you that's that's something you run into studying history a lot. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. Uh, you learn something in middle school, then you learn something else in high school. Yeah, you get to college, you learn something else. You learn something else. Uh huh. Realize we're all just human beings, people. Mm-hmm. We're all just human beings. Yes. Uh, every time I think I'm not a good person, I remember. Well, at least I'm not as awful as Gandhi. <laughs> oh my God. Gandhi's revered. It's yes. Crazy, right? He was an awful, awful man. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And so uh, the celebration goes on, and Homer is very upset. He's looking at Ned. He's just scorned, right? Because Ned's doing the, uh, the crier role. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He has enough. And he goes up to Ned. And Ned goes, well, hey, it's Homer. Good to see you, Nate. And Homer says, get lost. And he pushes him, and he takes the bell. Rings the bell and says, hear ye, hear ye. And, uh, and Mrs. Lovejoy goes, he's not the official town crier. Police, do something. And Wiggum's there, well, I'd like to, <clears throat> ma'am, but he's too damn good. Let him march, boys. Let the man march. <laughs> and so Homer's going down the street, ringing the bell. And Lisa runs up to him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he puts the bell in his teeth and he grabs Lisa, puts her on his shoulders, he gives Lisa the bell, and Lisa rings the bell and they march through the parade. Uh-huh. And that's where the end of the act is. Right? Yes, and then the, as the credits continue to roll, right, the credits are superimposed over Jebediah Springfield statues, right? At where it says, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. And then we start hearing some Western music. <clears throat> and then here comes the song, right? Hitch up, uh, hitch that team up, Jebediah Springfield. Whip the horses, let the wagons roll. That a people might embiggen America. That a, mi- a man might embiggen his soul. His soul. His soul. <laughs> yes, I know my singing sucks. That was all right, man. <laughs> So that's where everything ends. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's the scene. Yes. So I know you're going to give this episode an automatic extra half half a donut oh, yeah. because it's history Yeah. and you're a historian. Well, I, I, look, my opinion is very biased and 
you know, on this one, this is five. I'm sorry, it's five donuts <laughs> all the time. I don't care about chalkboard gag being gone. Just the subject matter itself and the conflict itself is so universal to so many things. Uh huh. Lisa's search for the truth. Yeah. But then she decided the truth wasn't worth the effort. Yeah. And it would kind of destroy the town. Pretty much. And I was telling the <clears throat> Simpsons guy also before we recorded today that a professor of mine in college actually made us watch this episode the first day of class. And it, it made a lot of sense why. You know, what class was that? Course. It was... Uh, I remember my professor, uh, Dr. Michael Von Wagner, awesome guy, by the way. Um, I believe it was, it was, I think it was like history, like Mexican American history or something like that. Okay. Something with Latin American history. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it was like border history. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that was full of iconoclasts, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. You start talking about like Pancho Villa and, yes. you know, uh-huh. people like that. It was very interesting. So it was made everything relevant. Yes. And uh, that's the thing, right, with history. We think we know. We try to put the pieces together to make to form the puzzle, but... You have an idea. Yeah. Is that everything, though? Probably not. Of course not. There's no yeah. way it could be. Yeah, I mean, like, we say civilization has only been around how many thousands of years? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do we know? The Sphinx. That thing is older than dirt. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like people like the Aztecs thought we were living in like the what the ninth world or something like that. Yeah. But the world ended a bunch of times before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There's crazy stuff out there. Yeah. Guys. And you know what? The pyramids were built closer to us to our time mm-hmm. than it was to the time when the Sphinx was built. That's crazy. Yes. So. Um, yeah. What were they calling this uh, when they were trying to reset the, the Great Reset? Oh. I think we've, we've been through a couple of resets. Yeah. You know, through natural disaster or the flaws of man. I know. Everybody's, I, look, I tell my, the kids, right, they were worried about uh, uh, global warming. Like, worry about global warming? If, if we, can, we can survive global warming. What you guys don't understand is we're in the warm period of an ice age. Once the ice age comes back, we can't survive that. No, there's no way. Uh Uh-uh. Imagine mountains of ice just wiping every single house and building out, crushed into nothing. Like it was never there. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Very possible. Yes. (laughs) So with that... What do you give the episode? This episode, I give it a five. I give it a five. <laughs> he teaches history sometimes too, guys. Yeah. When, they, when they force me, when they force me. Uh, they need to leave me in economics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's your calling. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah. uh, I, I, I really, really enjoy this episode. Every time I watch it. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I'm like, hmm, I want to try chicory. But nah, it's probably got a crap load of caffeine too. That would probably kill me. Oh, you're not good with caffeine. No, That's no, true. I'm not. Uh-huh. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, you know, hook it into my veins, but yeah, you're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's such a good episode, man. It really is. It's one of the. I'll say it's one of the uh, the 
quote unquote smarter episodes in the whole, you know, lore. Yeah. Um, Donald Sutherland. Oh, great voicing. Yes. The I, writing's fantastic. Uh-huh. I written like I don't, the way he voiced uh, Hurlbut. I, it was great. Yes, I, I really enjoyed that. So believable, like an old historian would sound like that. I mean, like the that. thing is, I'm gonna say it. Met a lot of people in my lifetime that look and talk and act like Mister Loper in my field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of quirky dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. And yeah, it makes it that much more believable. So shout out to uh, Sutherland on that one. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else about this episode you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think my favorite part of it is her putting up her posters. And everybody's reactions. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Mo. Mo's is great. Yes. Like, just because he gives her such a chance. Like, uh-huh. oh, he go ahead, Angel. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Angel. <laughs> mm. uh, so good. Yeah. Quimby's quote, why can't we have one meeting where we don't, don't have to dig up a body? Yeah. That's... Uh, so so corrupt. So bad. Yeah, but I guess that's why they uh, made him sound like a Kennedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's chowder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, just all around great episode. Uh yeah. All right, guys. So before we sign off for the week, the, don't forget to uh, leave us uh, nice uh, little reviews and ratings when and where you can. Uh, to help us spread this show around. Uh, if you uh, like, you can follow us on our official show Instagram. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Uh, I post original memes uh, from time to time. Uh, feel free to drop us a message on there. If you th- if you can think of anything we can do to make this show better for you. Let us know. Yes. And, of course, if we do try it, we'll give you credit. And if we keep it, we'll, uh, name, it your, we'll, we'll name it your little segment. Mm-hmm. And if you care enough to give us a five-star review, write one out. Maybe we'll read it. Yes. Yes. Um, any, would you like to say anything else before we do? Nope. Just have a good week, everybody. And until next week, our war suckers.